Hey, what's going on? Thanks for tuning in to the 14th episode of the E Wang Bang podcast, everyday commentary by everyday people. This is your host, Emil Wang, and today we have a very special episode that provides reflection into my personal life. I'm sure many of the listeners out there know that I got married two months ago. And now while all the craziness of planning the big day, follow-up, and all the madness were going on in my life, I also had two very good friends who got married around the same time who will, meet, who will be joining in sharing their experiences, successes, and heartaches from planning the big day. On the phone, I have a previous E-Wang Bang contributor in our movie review of The Room, straight out of Las Vegas, Mr. Eric Swen. How's it going, man? Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me on. Pleasure, pleasure. Uh, also on the phone is another previous Yin Wang Bang contributor, someone who I discussed the merits of Catholic marriage counseling with, Mr. Tornado Tan Nguyen. <laughs> hey, what's up, guys? All right, well, thanks for taking the time to speak with me, guys. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. But before we get started, a nice little intro music from Lenko. On that note, guys, it's a uh, it's a pretty big planning experience. I mean, all of us come from different backgrounds. We're all from different cities. Uh, all of us had different things that we had to juggle for our big day. Uh, I, for one, I got married in Seattle, um, and I, I'm not from here. Uh, neither is my wife Michelle. So planning the big day for us was a, was a little challenging because we didn't really have a a designated spot that we wanted to go to. Um, originally, there were thoughts of doing it in New York, but you know, New York would just be too expensive for people to get to. Same for California. Uh, we actually did consider doing it in Vegas because Asians are degenerate gamblers, uh, and they would have loved it no matter what. And plus, you know, Vegas is kind of an easy place to make arrangements at. Um, uh, but ultimately, we decided that we wanted to plan a wedding close to home or close to where we live now. So it would just be easier for logistics. So I'm, I'm curious uh, about you guys. What what were kind of the big picture items that you guys were thinking of when uh, when you guys were planning? Well, I now live in the San Jose area in Northern California. And uh, Helen lives up here, of course, as well. And we are the only two that live in this area for both of our families, and we're here basically for, you know, life and career uh, decision making. Most of my family is living in Southern California, in Orange County, and uh, Helen's family lives in Taiwan. So Helen's family was going to travel no matter what for the wedding, and it just made a lot of logistical sense for the entire family if we had the wedding planned down in Southern California. So. Our wedding planning was a lot of it done remotely with all the vendors and uh, and all those guys, and so that probably made it a little more challenging. Yeah, did did you have to make a lot of trips back down to the ba- uh, to SoCal during that process? I remember I remember you were jumping on flights like every couple of weeks to to work out the planning. Yeah, it probably was about once a month or so. But don't worry, Alaska Airlines has a lot of good 
a lot of good deals and mileage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's a great airline, and hopefully you get that status because status with Alaska is fucking awesome. That's a uh... I myself am an MVP gold member, so I fly. Uh, wow, really? Fly, yeah, Look yeah, at you, yeah. man. Yeah, dude. The, half the time I'm flying around, I'm uh, on that first class, yo. So sitting, uh, <laughs> sitting in the front in my uh, in my sweatpants and my t-shirt, while people in suits walk past me, wondering. Uh, <laughs> dude, that's the only way to travel, man. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. How about you, Eric? What's uh, your your wedding was in Vegas, so um, yeah. It was probably a bit easier for Frosty and I just because, you know, this is our home. Uh, both of our uh, our parents live here. Um, she has a lot of family here, and even the family that do live out of town are mostly from California, so it's a quick trip for them. Uh, so I think we knew right off the bat that we wanted to stick with having something here in town um, just because, you know, it would also be able to maximize the number of our friends that we could invite and have them attend. So... That uh, you know, picking the picking the venue was actually a pretty quick process for us. Planning-wise, the tricky part was that before we could even get to all the venue stuff, um, you know, we had to pick an auspicious date uh, because <laughs> Faustina's parents are pretty pretty superstitious, and you know, they really wanted to kind of go by the the Chinese almanac and all that, but. Uh, apparently, those don't come out until the end of the year, and so when we were trying to kind of get ahead of things to go ahead and plan our wedding, um, you know, we weren't even able to pick a date because the almanac was not yet available. <laughs> so really, uh, I, I, I didn't know that. I, I thought it was just like a like kind of like a secret book that these fortune tellers had in their that had in the back somewhere, <laughs> and you just kind of paid them money at any like any time of the year, you could go in and figure it out that. So you couldn't lock down a wedding date until the, the the first of the Lunar New Year of the year of your wedding? Well, so we initially that's what we thought because we kept asking her parents and they were like, oh, no, the book's not out yet. Like we have to wait till it comes out before we can pick something. And we were like, this is crazy. So we actually had a, a wedding to attend in San Francisco uh, roughly about a year before our own. And we're like, you know what, let's just buy like, you know, to Chinatown and ask around and see what we could find. Because, yeah, we were we were like getting a little anxious because, you know, venues book up fast, especially for the fall wedding season. And we really wanted to be able to like get, you know, the venue that we wanted. Uh, so, yeah, we went to Cal, we went to San Francisco, we went to Chinatown and then we went to the book. The first story we went to, like we asked him and she was just like, no, we don't we don't do that. But you see that dude across the street over there in that kind of shady looking alley <laughs> he uh, he definitely has one available so we went over and you know the, the dude was just like this like toothless old man like with like a, a shack that was like practically like falling down but he had like a little magazine stand there and he's like oh yeah we uh, we got the we got it available <laughs> so we got it from him and then we promptly found another one um like two blocks down from a legitimate bookstore that was like ten dollars cheaper, so that was a uh, that was good times. But you had the experience. He's he's an old wise Chinese man without teeth and probably that mole and the long ass strand of hair That's that he's like twirling out of. <laughs> pretty accurate. Oh man! And for for the listeners out there, you know, Eric did not get married at at some drive-through wedding area or some in some like Vegas casino hotel. Like there are a lot of gorgeous uh, venues outside of the Las Vegas strip. So uh, for those of you who are picturing, you know, um, Eric uh, 
Eric inside. By Elvis in the yeah, <laughs> no, it's very, very different. You know, that's funny because we, and this kind of ties into the, the the concept of religion and the impact of religion on our weddings. Um, we had, uh, we, we, you know, Michelle and I had considered it a little bit, and and my dad just kind of shrugged his shoulders and was like. You know, we'll worry, like, you know, lock down the venue date and then we'll find a lucky date around um, around the time of your of your uh, of your wedding date. And, and we thought that, you know, my wedding date was nine nine. So it's Jojo, which you know, to, for you, uh, for the non Chinese speakers out there, it's it, it sounds like forever. Right. But I think because it, you know, nine nine over here is actually nine ten in uh in Asia time, and that would have been Joe, uh, Joe, uh, yeah, which sounds like death. Then it was not, it was not as lucky. So, so the, uh, I think the, the book and and granted, you know, we didn't go see any kind of old wise man. Um, but my dad went to, you know, probably downloaded an app or something and just looked it up. Uh, he, he, he said that, you know, do it the day before, um, do the official wedding the day before and it'll be fine. So Michelle and I actually, um, went down to the courthouse the day before the, the, what the, the big ceremony to get married in court. So we, we technically have had two weddings already. And then for those of you who remember my, uh, my wife is Catholic and we, we do have to do a Catholic, uh, wedding ceremony, which, uh, will happen next week actually on, uh, November oh. 18th. So we'll finally be married in the eyes of God after our, uh, third wedding. So it, it sounds like you have a lot of anniversaries to keep track of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. So any uh, for for uh, Eric, you know, you found your Chinese wise man got the date. Did Faustina's parents have any issues with that, or was it were they just like okay? Um, you know, not really. Uh, they looked at the book. They're like, all right, this book is good. Give us like a week, and we'll like pick up the good dates. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> the the like. So they basically ranked them um, after looking at the almanac, and they're like, all right, these are the top three days, and then. They were like all on weekdays, like like I think what? two of them were on Tuesdays and one was on like a Wednesday <laughs> because we told them we wanted to marry in uh, either late September or sometime in October. Mm-hmm. And they're like, OK, <laughs> one, two and three are like they're like, do you care if it's on a weekday? We're like, uh, yeah, that might be an issue. <laughs> so uh, we actually I think the date we picked was like the fourth the fourth best one um and it was on a sunday so it uh mm-hmm. yeah, it all worked out in the end but it was just kind of like a little you know it was a little trickier than we thought it would be just to even get started because uh we had to go through all that but uh you know after mm-hmm. that i think uh things things smoothed out a bit <laughs> right yeah but pleasing the parents is uh is is never easy for these things and i'm i'm, I'm grateful that you know uh despite you know, M- Michelle's parents' uh, faith, they didn't make that big of a deal about it for our own wedding. Um, but Tan, on the other hand. Well, I, I mean, Tan. so, well, <laughs> we definitely had to contend with the uh, the Catholic aspect of our faith. My family is Catholic and we are practicing Catholics. And, uh, you know, it just made sense that uh, it would be in a church and you had to talk to the priest and all those things. And that overall was dealt with uh ironically we also had to deal with the uh traditional chinese man as well in choosing our dates and that surprised me a lot because here i am growing up learning the sign of the cross 
taking the bread and wine every Sunday, and then out of the blue, by the way, we have to consult the auspicious dates calendar. And I could not. Oh, this comprehend. is your side, not Helen's side, that that made you do it. This is this is my father. Yes. Oh. My father, the guy who is extremely involved in the church and like knows like the bishop of our diocese. <laughs> he tells me we have to also consult uh, the calendar. And I, I just could not comprehend uh, where this was coming from. And you know, from you know, for me it was fine. We also wanted a fall slash winter wedding, and they asked for our birthdays, and we gave them our birthdays. And I guess luckily our old Chinese man was actually my uh, grandfather, and so oh. I guess he was into this sort of stuff. So we we asked him, and I, as far as I can tell. He kind of just made up dates on the spot. He's like, "Oh wow, this is like, <laughs> this, this seems like you should have it on this date." And then we said, "Oh, ooh, there, uh, that date is not." Emil's getting married on that day. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "Oh, actually, that's okay because this date's even better. And it just happened to coincide with the date of the available uh, spot in our uh, chosen location, and that was that." But it was pretty annoying. Uh, that we had to go through that as well. And then you had the whole, you know, in, in addition to that, you had the whole Catholic aspect of it as well, right? You had the, you know, we had to go, you got married in church. Um, uh, yeah, so the uh, the church was was fine. I, I think that it was never a question about it. There was there was a moment when in the planning process where I said my, told my dad, hey, you know, logistically it'd be easier if you just had the, uh, wedding and a ceremony at the same place, like in the hotel we chose. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of threw it out there just to, like, you know, uh, brainstorm ideas and think about things like that. And my dad, we were in the car at the time. My dad literally, like, slowed down the car, turned off the radio and said, wait a minute, are you telling me you don't want this in a church? And I said, no, 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 you know, just going out there, <laughs> you know, just brainstorming. And, you know, he said this, it was never really a question about us not having a Catholic ceremony uh, of oh, some yeah. sort. Uh, so, and luckily Helen was very okay with it. And apparently she told me that, like, this is actually a couple of days ago. Uh, we got married last week. So a couple of days ago, she told me that it's actually a very strong motif in Taiwan to get married in a church, though that's not very uh, often done because most people aren't Christian in Taiwan. And so mm-hmm. that's, so she apparently got like what her friends considered like the best possible wedding ceremony ever because it was in a church. Even though it was in Vietnamese? Is that the... <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I was just going to ask. So the whole um, the whole church ceremony was in Vietnamese? So we that's, – that's also an interesting aspect of uh, our, our ceremony. So – I thought this whole time it was going to be in English because it made the most sense. It was a neutral language. You know, my family's mm-hmm. Vietnamese. Helen's family's from Taiwan, speaks Mandarin slash Taiwanese. Mm-hmm. As it turns out, and then like their church has the ability to like uh, display uh, like text, like on a PowerPoint. Like if you had a PowerPoint, they could display the PowerPoint on these big uh, projector slides. So I thought we'd just have it in English and then project the accompanying translations it turns out that both my grandparents are actually illiterate in Vietnamese and in English of course and mm-hmm. so that was actually not possible 
So we, so he talked about that and we, and then my family is very, very Catholic. They're like very practicing Catholics and they, they're such that they actually care about the ceremony more than the reception itself. And, you know, that's saying a lot to me because like we had an open bar and they care more about the ceremony. Than the, than the reception. <laughs> and so, you know, we, Helen and I talked about that. And so we basically, uh, agreed that the ritualized parts of the mass can be in Vietnamese. Uh, and the songs, which are very lovely in Vietnamese, can be in Vietnamese. Our vows will be done in English. And, uh, and, you know, push comes to shove, the most important thing was our vows. So, you know, that, that was the compromise. And, wait, and wait so, your, so your parents wanted you to do your vows in possibly Vietnamese also? That would have been epic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, it would have been very challenging for sure. Uh, but, <laughs> I think they wanted they if their instinct was to just plan it without any input from anyone else, it would have been completely in Vietnamese, mm-hmm. uh, which was something we didn't anticipate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You, I mean, just kind of from my ob- observer point of view, your uh, you know your, your dad was very very hands on in the whole planning process, and you know the the rehearsal you know most re- wedding rehearsals we go to are you know stand here walk here you know you're you're out in like 20 minutes right like for for Dan's, uh wedding rehearsal we we had to run through it three times and it was three times an hour and a half i was like holy wow <laughs> yeah it's pretty yeah, intensive it was, yeah and and like and then the day of it was like completely different from like what we had re- not, I, not i wouldn't say completely different but there were definitely some changes from what modifications. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I, I can definitely see how you know when when you're doing it in a church, it, it, you got to the level of seriousness kind of is, is a whole other level than from when you're you know just kind of doing it on your own and you know there's no real religious aspect to it. All right, so we've talked to auspicious dates and the Catholic ceremonies. Uh, one other thing that I wanted to talk about was actually the uh, the tea ceremonies. Um, you know, uh, Eric, you for sure did a, a full on, very traditional version of it where you go to, you know, you went to the bride's house to, to pick her up and then you brought her back to your house to, to kind of wrap up the ceremony. Um, Tan, I know you didn't have an official tea ceremony, but you had some kind of, uh, something was going on during the lunch hour. I, I wasn't really paying attention because I was eating. Was, was that an official tea ceremony also, or was that just some kind of family event? No, there, that was not an official tea ceremony at all. Uh, so, you know, we know that there is a tea ceremony in which there is an official coming to the bride's place, and we essentially, in various ritualized forms, ask for the bride's hand in marriage between the families. So it's usually the two parents talking to each other. And then they present the bride. Uh, we did not have that. Yeah. Uh, this was actually some sort of post-wedding celebration. Uh, after the, our wedding, we came back to my parents' house, and my parents presented some gifts to us. And my now in-law parents presented some gifts as well, which were apparently very traditional in nature. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. I thought that we were going back to the uh, house to have food. And then they said, "Oh no, stand here." Yeah, <laughs> and and that's what happened. But we did not have a tea ceremony. Oh, okay, yeah, um, yeah. I remember just kind of popping in the living room and seeing her. You know, it seemed like kind of an an intimate family thing. So I was like, ah, "All right, I 
probably shouldn't be a part of this, but um, for Eric, you know, we, um, I remember we had to, the, all the groomsmen had to carry in like the, you know, the roast pork, the alcohol, the fruit or whatever, and bring it into Faustina's house as the offering. Yep. Um, that was, that was a full on, that's a whole other wedding. It felt like. <laughs> yeah, it, it really was. Um, and I think, as we were planning the wedding, uh, you know, we knew we had to do the tea ceremony part of it for uh, for Faustina's parents. But I think it wasn't until probably like a week before um, and definitely the day of that we kind of saw just how important that aspect of it was to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like you said, it, I mean, that 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 was like the ceremony for them. Uh, we feel like because that's when they kind of uh, show off their daughter to like all of their like family and mm. um, you know it basically introduced me um, to the yeah. family as well and yeah it was definitely um, it was interesting it, it, we we definitely got felt the full weight of it the day of like oh you know this is this is a really big deal and um, you know they they really do it means a lot to them so um, it was definitely uh, an interesting experience. Um, I have to say though that like coming away from it now, I still there's still a lot of stuff that like happened that I don't really understand. Um, because yeah, like you know, leading up to it, her parents were like, "All right, you know, um, we're gonna go down to California. We're gonna buy like all the supplies and the gifts and stuff, <laughs> and like you know, we'll let you know how much it is." <laughs> and we're like all right, you know, um, and then I was asking Faustina, I was like, so what are they going to buy exactly? And she's like, oh, it's going to be like all of the gifts and the fruits and like all the things that like are exchanged between the families, like for the day of. And, you know, I mean, it it was really kind of Faustina's side of the family that kind of has this tradition because on my side, like my parents, um, they, they really didn't know what was going on. We, they were just kind of along for the ride too. So, um, it's, yeah, but it was it was interesting, uh, cool experience. I'd have to say. Yeah, it's it's not to my understanding. Taiwanese people don't really do it. It's more of a like a Cantonese and like a Vietnamese Cantonese sort of thing. thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. and Vietnamese. But yeah, you're right. Like I've I've been a couple of them, and I I still have no idea you know what the fuck's going on. But I, I will say <laughs> this though, you're uh, I, I think you're you know Faustina's dad. Like you know like it it definitely got to him right when he was. Um, Giving oh, yeah. away his daughter to you, like a, you know, all the all the groomsmen were holding back tears. I, I, <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> it, was, it was intense, it, and it wasn't the first time throughout the night that we had to hold back tears. Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> it was, but you, like you could tell, even even for um, Faustina's brother, like uh, right, long, long, yeah, yeah, he long, got yeah, he got a little teary eyed too, and I was like, shit, like I like in the previous. Um, tea ceremonies that i've been to like they they were just kind of like all right let's, let's go through the motions like set the food here you know let we'll say a couple things and then and then let's eat but you could tell like it this whole thing really meant a lot to your uh to uh faustina's family which which was good i mean i i felt like yeah. you know it, it you guys put a lot of effort into it and it, it's kind of a waste if it's just a like uh, let's just get through the motions so sure um, sure yeah no it was it was really good uh Okay, well, uh, I'm kind of moving on to the uh, some of the more specifics of planning. I mean, it, it is a uh, it is a team effort, and um, you know they they always joke that the uh, you know it's kind of the bride's day, and you know the the men are kind of along for the ride, and we're just there to say yes, honey. That's you know that's that sounds good. I, I would say that that was pretty much true for me. Um, Part of it was, um, you know, when Michelle first moved to Seattle, she didn't 
have a job lined up yet. So her first couple months here, she was just, uh, you know, again, settling into the city, finding a job that was good for her. And she also was able to get a lot of the wedding planning done. Um, and one thing she did was she actually went to a uh, a weekend wedding expo. And I, I actually had to work on that Saturday. But she actually went to a wedding expo by herself and uh was able to hit you know hit up all the booths find all the good deals and you know it's kind of funny she came back from the wedding expo with just like a bunch of like sample photo booth photos I, like at that moment i was like oh man i'm such a dick for not helping i mean like, <laughs> this is like it was like just like a whole lineup of just photos of her like standing there in a, in a photo booth by herself but um yeah i mean she was really able to get like a whole like you know, figure out which photo booth we wanted, um, which, uh, you, you know, which cake, like which uh, bakery we, we wanted to use for the cake, which uh, I think she, we found our photographer there, our DJ there. I mean, uh, she even found our, uh, you know, a good tuxedo uh, rental deal there. So, I mean, she was able really to knock all these things out and uh, take care of them on their own. And then she just brought me back there the next day for me to just say, yes, that that sounds good. Um, but you know, when it came to the invites, you know, she handled all of that, the, you know, the logistics of the, you know, the photos and all of that was basically taken care of by her. Um, really the only thing I had to plan was, um, you know, the, the welcome cocktail hour on the, which really didn't have anything to do with the wedding and then just some like small logistical things, uh, deliveries and stuff the day of, but you know, she she was really the rock in this, and I'm I'm sure she got pretty annoyed with me for my lack of uh, my lack my lack of uh, proactiveness in uh, dealing with this. But mm, that know. sounds very familiar. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. I, I imagine Faustina is pretty, you know, uh, and. I hope Faustina, you don't take this the wrong way, but Faustina is pretty type A and, you know, get get shit done and, you know, knows how to. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, that, that that sounds pretty in line with kind of how my experience was. Um, mm. Like a year before, I wasn't thinking about picking the date, but Faustina was like, we got to pick your date. I was like, all right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, she really kind of spearheaded the whole effort with um, making sure that we were ahead of the game in terms of getting all of our vendors booked and you know getting our photographers and just making sure that uh everything would be ready so um like we personally didn't uh go to any well we did go to one like small wedding expo thing but it wasn't really all that helpful i don't think we booked anyone from them mm -hmm. um but you know luckily our our venue is a, a kind of an all-inclusive type venue and they have particular vendors that work with them uh, pretty frequently. So they were able to recommend a lot of them to us. And we also had a couple of, you know, like uh, our friend is a DJ on the side, so we were mm -hmm. able to book with him. So um, honestly, yeah, it was uh, it, it, like getting everything planned wasn't too bad, uh, but it was definitely not <laughs> not an even split. Uh, Faustina really did mm -hmm. most of the work there. So Yeah, I, I think it's a lot of kind of follow-up, really, like, when it comes to like going out and like looking at things, I, I think you know I would say I, I made the time to do it, um, but I, I think it, it's really just the details and the follow up. Like, oh, you know, did you follow up with the the DJ? Sure. Did you follow up with the caterers? Did you, you know, and and all of this was basically Michelle doing, and 
you know, me being like, oh, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll get to it when I'm done recording my podcast. <laughs> More important things to worry yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. It's like, come on, the, warrior, the Warriors are playing, all right? Well, like, no, we'll get to it later, all right? Like, but, um, but uh, Tan, it, I, I remember, you know, kind of throughout the, the wedding planning process, your, your experience was a little different than uh, mine and Eric's. Yeah, I would say that Helen probably did, you know, maybe 10% of the work. Uh, and <laughs> and my family, I did most of it. And a lot of it had to do with actually the logistical setup of our wedding. Right? We, Helen and I are living in Northern California. We are having a wedding in Southern California, of which all my family is at, and none of her family is at either. And so we just, once we decided to do a wedding in Southern California, it, of course, makes the most sense to have most of the logistical uh, planning and follow-up done with my family and my parents, who were actually the point person who did a lot of the follow-up with the vendors. So at the end of the day, it has more to do with, one, probably the split in our tendencies. Like I am probably a little more type A when it comes to details, and Helen is a little more relaxed when it comes to details. And two, just logistically speaking, it's just easier for me to work with my parents and simply just present ideas to Helen, the wedding CEO, who will just sign off on things or, <laughs> or not sign off on things. I, I, I think it's interesting that, you know, you uh, like I think you're really the first person I've ever talked to who's actually been the real like who's had to, you know, make all the decisions and write all the coordination emails and stuff like that and. And and succeed very well in doing it. I mean, I, I think your wedding day was very seamless, and to think that that was all coordinated by you, by by a dude, is uh, is very impressive. But then again, I wouldn't expect anything less out of you, Tan. So, oh, appreciate it. Yeah, so, you, you did do a fantastic job officiating my uh, my wedding, by the way. So uh, well, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I. I uh, YouTube, not YouTube. I Googled everything that a efficient was supposed to do, and mm -hmm. that's you know Google knows everything. Yeah, that's <laughs> a Google. Yeah. Now, if only my MCs had Googled what uh what what an MC is supposed to do. <laughs> Just kidding. You know, your MCs probably listen to this podcast. Yeah. I don't know if you want to keep going on this thread. <laughs> Just kidding, Jeff and James. You guys are great too. Um. All right, so let's uh, let's move on to uh, you know we touched on this, but the vendors, you know, a whole bunch of vendors go into your day. You have your photographers, your videographers, your caterers, your you know your photo booth guys, your lighting guys, your florists if you like to use them. I mean, there's there's so many challenges that you know go into the day, and you know and costs associated with it, coordination. I mean, what what were your thoughts on dealing with the vendors, and were there any, you know, like, what the fuck costs that came came with it? Uh, so the first uh, vendor we had to probably deal with was probably the location. Uh, and once we had the location set, we went about with the uh, caterer for the reception. And we went with Fariwa, a, like this Chinese gourmet seafood caterer, people who are really famous in Orange County, in Little Saigon specifically. And uh, once we went with them, everything else sort of just followed. What I've come to learn is that everyone has their networks in this like wedding industry. And they basically said, well, you can choose whoever you want, but here is the preferred list of our vendors. And 
over time, like we kind of explored here and there, but eventually we just went with that preferred vendor list. And uh, you know, from a business aspect, it's you know very fascinating to see how everyone has these networks. Uh, but overall, choosing the vendors wasn't so difficult once we just realized, oh, we should just use the list that they all work together. And, and that paid off because everything was pretty seamless on the day of the reception. Probably just the annoying part was going through it. And when we talked to each individual person, they would like they would love to say, oh, my gosh, congratulations. This is such a great moment in your life. You know, once in a lifetime, by the way, you should choose the more expensive package. You should get the lobster tails, which, which, were, which, which were delicious, by the way. Your, the food at your wedding was fucking phenomenal. And, and it, actually, this is kind of a side note, but can you explain the um, – the food parade thing. There's there's a point in your wedding where like the wait staff brought out the food and like did a dance with it. Yes, yes. So that's that's part of the uh, Fariwa, I guess twist. But if you actually YouTube food parade, uh, I think it's very popular in uh, in Asia. Uh, I guess I guess maybe Indonesia because that's where I see a lot of the uh, YouTube uh, videos coming out of. Mm-hmm. But essentially, what they like to do is. At some point, they uh, they say, okay, now it's time to serve. Everyone, please stay seated because this is a very coordinated uh, serving process. And then the DJ chose to play, you know, Justin Bieber Despacito, and the waiters <laughs> come out. And they come out in a train, and they basically just go around in a circle on the dance floor to present what is basically the shrimp salad. Yeah. And then they go on in a circle, and it's I guess it's all fun. Everyone's like, oh, despacito. And the waiters <laughs> go to, like, the I guess the tables near the edge of the dance floor. And then when they do that, the other waiters from the kitchen or wherever, they all come out at the same time. So all, you know, 25 tables were served at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it was just like a fun little wow. presentation flair that they had, which was cool. So that, I was wondering if there's any kind of traditional um, aspect to it, like because they all faced you and Helen, and then like, did you and Helen have to like bless the food in in a certain way, or was it just like, yes, yeah, just say thank I, I you? I mean, I mean, for centuries uh, they've had food parade to uh, Despacito, so that, <laughs> that was really important. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Uh, yeah. But I, I don't think I had no idea. I at that point I was pretty hungry, so I just said, "Yo, this is great." Please, uh, please hurry up. <laughs> yeah, that, that was that's pretty cool, pretty unique, and um, like I said, all the all the food was awesome. And yeah. kudos to and, to that catering company. Yeah, and definitely when we were working with the DJ, uh, this again speaks to like the the wedding networks that that these vendors have. When we were talking to the DJ, he basically said, "Oh, you're working for Riwa. Definitely, we have to make a song for the uh, food parade." And at that point, I still didn't know what the food parade was, and that's when I YouTubed everything. And I said, "Oh, that's that's cool." Uh, so, you know, working with their preferred networks with the vendors ultimately was a very good decision. I liked it a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a good call. Um, Eric, how about you? I, I know, I think your your place had its own caterer or something. For your... Yeah, it uh, it was. Pretty much all included, um, you know, it was their own kitchen staff. But, like, honestly, we would have loved to, if there was a company or something that offered something similar to what you just described, the Furiwa thing, here in Vegas, like, we would have totally loved to do that because we were, 
you know, we were wanting to serve uh, Chinese food at our thing, but just trying to figure out the logistics of it and uh, trying to find a restaurant that would be willing to do it, i.e. none of them in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> really? Are you, I, would yeah, I mean, that. maybe maybe if we really look, but it's like I'm pretty sure the cost would be like astronomical. Um, like most of them would just be to like kind of book a banquet room at their place for like you know kind of one of those regular chinese weddings um and not having them delivered out to like a venue and serve like i don't i don't think there's anything that really any companies out here that uh really offer that kind of uh service out here that would have been cool though but that sounds funny especially the despacito part (laughs) (laughs) um i don't know for us like our vendors um while they were all pretty much referred by um the venue with the exception of like photographer, videographer and DJ. Um, those we kind of sought out on our own. Um, but to be honest, like everybody at the end of the day, everybody I think exceeded our expectations. Um, except for one dude, the lighting dude, I'll, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll complain about it later, but, uh, yeah, everybody else is really good, man. You know, like our photographer already got pictures back to us, you know, our wedding oh, was yeah. like, Mm-hmm. Yeah, she she got them back to us within like a week and a half, which was great Ridiculous, and yeah. nice. Yeah. Um, yeah. The venue was good. The wait staff there was all good. They were really good at basically being our wedding planners. We didn't have an actual formal wedding planner, but they you know kind of guided us through. You know, this is how the day is going to run. This is probably what you're going to want to look into. And yeah, really no complaints about our vendors except for our lighting dude who was just uh, stoned. <laughs> Oh man, so, I'm so upset. So like, um, I thought initially when we booked, we thought you know the the wedding place would have its own like uplighting, um, and then we found out that wasn't the case. So maybe about two or three weeks before, I got in touch with some lighting vendors, and then I hooked up with the this one guy who his company seemed to be the best uh, the best value, and you know his customer service before booking him super on point like he would reply to me within like five minutes <laughs> mm-hmm. and then it's like um come the day of the wedding like we ordered up lighting from him as well as some pin spot lighting to kind of highlight our sweetheart table and the wedding cake and then imagine my surprise when at like six o'clock when our reception just about to start i see the lighting guys just getting there to like set up the lights yeah uh, yeah. yeah i was like Sucks. I was like, yeah. these guys were supposed to be here. This dude told me they would be up by noon, you know? Yeah. And then, like, <laughs> this guy's just getting here and, like, putting them up while people are lining up to get in. I'm like, and then uh, the pin spot lightings don't even get put in. And then I have to, like, chase them down, like, for, like, a couple weeks after to get a refund. It was just, yeah. but, you know, at least the quality of the lights look nice and it really did kind of change the ambiance of things. But really, that was the only one I have to complain about. All of our other vendors were, were pretty great, so. Mm-hmm. Real pros, yeah. I uh, so one one of the challenges, and this this kind of goes into the topic of you know do it yourself versus hiring people. We we didn't go with a, a wedding coordinator because um, that shit's like eight hundred dollars, and we saw a little value in it. Um, we we had uh, the the coordinator, the venue coordinator was also was already very good, and you know she offered to coordinate all the deliveries, which was awesome. What, one of the challenges we ran into because we found our own DJ and we found our own photographer is, um, you know, we like they're not – I should say they're not really used to having a lot of events there. So, you know, one example was the DJ had no idea how to tap into the, the, the venue sound system. 
So during our reception, we actually had a, a really rough start to like, I, I think that our, our, M, like our MCs couldn't even use the mics provided by the DJ because just the sound system was so fucked up. Um, so we ended up just, I, I think, using just the aquarium's own sound system to do all the announcements. Um, same thing went for the uh, our our actual ceremony, which was out on the pier. Um, the, the sound was cutting in and out in the very beginning. And I, I don't know. Apologies to you, Tan. I don't know if you noticed it, but um, you were, you know, you were kind of cutting out in the beginning. And later, when I asked the DJ about it, he's like, "Oh, you know, like all the people uh, that were." that were in between the the DJ stand and the, the officiant were like blocking the sound waves. I was like, what the fuck? Like, you, how could you have not have that's, thought of this? Like, <laughs> that, that sounds like a bunch of BS to me. Yeah. 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 It was just, you know, the, the dude was like, and I don't, I'm not going to give the name of this company, um, but the dude was clearly like, not, you know, not all there. He he wasn't very responsive over email leading up to it. He showed up and the way he talked, I think he was stoned. I'm I'm not sure. Something um, <laughs> right for yeah, Seattle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe I, I was definitely not thrilled with guy and like, and he was supposed to set set up some kind of like dance floor lighting and and granted, you know, he. He he seemed a little overwhelmed just because he had to set up the outside, set up the the reception area, set up the cocktail hour, and then also set up these dance floor lights. It seemed like a lot for one person to do, um, but part of it was you know when, when I talked to the company afterwards, they're like, well, you know, we haven't done too many events at the aquarium, and um, you know, just kind of the logistics of you know laying things out and moving around throughout the night. I I think that the guy just got a little overwhelmed. Um, but that kind of goes to the, you know, what Tan you were talking about, uh, the preferred vendors list. You know, vendors that have worked together before, like they they know how you know, the layout's going to be. They know how timing works the night of, and you know, in the end, right? Nobody really gives a shit that like, you know, like the sound wasn't great for the first like ten minutes of the reception. But it's it's just another one of those like kind of annoying things that, you know, especially me, you know, since it's it's my it's my day, I'm like I'm like sweating all these details and stuff, but. You know, in the end, it. You know, I'm sure I saved a lot of money by going with them, and not, you know, not a premier a premier DJ of uh, of Seattle. So it, it's kind of one of those things that you you, ultimately you you get what you paid for, right? I I think you know we saved a lot of money by by, you know, choosing our own uh, our own DJ from the expo. Um, you know, and, and then another thing was, you know, we we decided to use our own MC because I think having, you know, using one of the the DJ company's MCs would have been a couple hundred extra. And and to be honest, from kind of the performance we got from the DJ, I, I don't know if having their MC would have been that much better, or if or if the DJ ended up being our MC, it would have been an even worse <laughs> shit show. So yeah. uh, so I I think what we came out with was pretty good. Um, you know, and on the topic of kind of do it yourself, it, it was it was kind of cool to have you know like Tan you as you know you as my officiant since um, you know being able to have you know Jeff and James MC my wedding uh, that was cool too because I, I spoke at you know Jeff Lou's wedding and you know he didn't have the opportunity to, to speak at mine so that that was you know it was it was kind of a cool way to to honor like to honor people in in a different kind of way. Um, so I, that, that was one thing that we, we took into consideration when we were planning it. 
And, and then one other thing that we did was we didn't use a florist. Uh, Michelle Michelle actually had a friend who was very very crafty and made all of our table settings. Uh, you know, the, the, obviously I'm sure you guys could tell the flowers were fake, but we were able to go to a you know a dollar store and pick up a bunch of fake flowers and then pick up a bunch of vase pieces and glue them all together. So. I mean, that was all super awesome, and, you know, I'm sure you guys have an idea of how much flowers cost. Like, real flowers probably run, like, you know, $100 a table or something, and the the fact that we were able to save that money and kind of do it do it ourselves um, was was a huge help. Um, I thought your flowers were really great. I, yeah. I did not realize they were fake, so no. that, that <laughs> is, uh, you know, great job of the do-it-yourself uh, project yeah, there. Yeah, that's a testament to that. Yeah, yeah. that was beautiful. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll let the the lady know, Michelle. Uh, she she really spent a lot of time doing this, and even the morning of, she was like, you know, doing it like you know, working in her garage, like you know, gluing all the shit together. So <laughs> she'll, she'll be pretty happy. Um, uh, any other DIY stuff that you guys did? I mean, you know, and party favors. Um, like Faustina. So Faustina has been planning this wedding for like the past five years on Pinterest. <laughs> <laughs> so she had a lot of, um, she had a lot of ideas saved up uh, over the years that uh, she, we ended up turning back to. So, you know, our programs um, are like, are like our, our welcome signs or just like a bunch of stuff that she already had an idea of like the motif and the style that she wanted to do. And yeah, um, you know, I'm really impressed with her cause she, uh, you know, she really put in a lot of effort. Uh, her and big shout outs to uh, one of her matrons of honor, uh, Gabby. Dude, she did so much of the craft stuff for us. Like, it's it's unbelievable, like, how big of a help she was. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she, like, tidied up all of our programs. She, like, painted, like, our um, seating chart frame. She, she did, like, so much stuff, and it, everything turned out really cool. So, um, yeah, the, the, DIY, the DIY portion of it... Um, I mean, definitely saved a lot because, I mean, just those programs alone, I mean, they're just these these foldable pieces of paper that you put on a popsicle stick. But, like, we oh, saw yeah, one of the vendors. Yeah, yeah uh-huh. you remember those? Yeah, um, yeah. We saw one of the vendors at um, the wedding expo, and, dude, they want – they charge, like, exorbitant amounts for just something that's so simple that you could do yourself. Um, yeah. So um, definitely anybody who's looking into planning their own wedding and – Definitely look into some of the, the DIY stuff because even though it takes a little bit more effort, um, not only will you probably save some cash, but the end result is a bit more satisfying in the end because you can see that, oh, you know, I put the work into this and it came out nice. So. Yeah. Yeah, I remember definitely on, on your wedding day since the, the guests had to had to face the sun. Those, <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, that, those, uh, th- those uh, programs. Yeah. 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 Was, that, was that meant on purpose? Like, no, that people no, would be able no, to... no. Oh, I thought you... <laughs> totally not. Uh, we didn't think um, the sun would kind of be where it was uh, during that time. Like we didn't, we thought it would be a lot cooler than it actually was. Um, and the sun just happened to be kind of like full force, like coming from just over the mountain. So uh, yeah, luckily those uh, programs worked out to uh, uh, give a uh, give some ocular protection to our guests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I like I heard people murmuring. We're like, oh, you know that that's really considerate of like. Faustina, <laughs> yeah, like they they thought they they really <laughs> thought through all this. I was like, yeah, because everybody yeah, like, yeah, yeah she, she's really on top of it. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah. How about you, Tan? I know you guys. The, I remember the the busy reader bookmarks are really cool. I'm sure that that was something. I don't know. That was handmade by by you guys, but um, that, that was a cool no. touch. Yeah, that, that's actually probably one of my favorite parts of the, the, the wedding. Uh, one of the wedding favors was a bookmark uh, with the with the Busy Reader logo on it, and that the Busy Reader is a uh, website that Helen and I uh, run and manage, and it's just a fun way to showcase our reading list and what we're reading. And so, uh, thebusyreader.com, if you guys are interested. And so, we basically just made a bookmark. We went on Etsy and found someone who makes nice books mark and we you know told them hey we have a wedding and you know we sorted that out with regards to like do-it-yourself stuff for our wedding uh it was actually just small stuff here and there like the the pamphlet that my uh that you guys saw at the wedding ceremony at the church that was actually created by my dad and he is he is really really into creating documents uh he's been doing it pretty regularly for uh all the various church functions over the years uh so it was just, very easy for him to you know put that together uh one of the signs that showed the seating chart uh against the backdrop of the world at our reception was done by my sister because she because she she really enjoys doing that so she did that and then probably the only real do-it-yourself thing that uh I did personally was, was the dance, uh, the mother-son dance, and also the the uh, first dance with the bride and groom. I, somewhere along the way, uh, during the planning, the, both my mom and Helen were like, it'd be really fun if we did one of those like fun choreographed dance. And I said, oh, sure, why not? And so I worked with the DJ uh, to like make a cut of like the songs that we were going to use. Uh, Helen and I ultimately chose Treasure, Bruno Mars Treasure, to dance to in the beginning. And all we did was we went on YouTube and said, oh, wow, which one is the most simplest choreography we could possibly like learn from off of YouTube? And we chose that YouTube choreography. And then we said, let's simplify it even more because it's really hard. <laughs> you guys looked awesome, though. I mean, from, from where I was sitting, it, it looked really good. And for her to be able to do that in a dress is uh... – yeah, it's, I was impressed. very impressive. Yeah, yeah, and then and then you and your mom, holy shit, that was like that was awesome. It was it, it wasn't just what like it, uh, it was like a slow dance, and then it was like I, I know you did Gangnam Style. You, you, you also did yeah, like a, the electric, not the electric slide, but what, what was the, it? Was like another like yeah, it was a medley of three songs. Uh, so my mom actually came up with this idea. She she went up to me one day. I was like, hey, have you seen these YouTube videos of like mother son dances? And, you know, it's like just the mom and the son breaking out to like random dancing. And I said, like, yeah, sure, let's do that. So uh, we we start off with a slow dance with the uh, Boys to Men song, a song from Mama. And, uh, you know, it seems like a very traditional slow, slow dance. And like 20 seconds later, it cuts into uh, the Bee Gees, uh, you know, the Staying Alive song. And uh, and of course we do that dance, and then uh, the second song is actually you know that one it's the in the Freshman's of Bel Air uh, there's that episode where Will and Carlton like somehow lose money and they have to join a dance uh, contest to make up the money and it, uh, you know the beat goes oh jump on jump on yeah oh yeah. So the dance itself yeah. is like literally ripped from that episode. Uh, uh, awesome. And, and I just I just want my mom here. 
do you remember this episode uh, of Fresh Prince? And she goes, no. I said, don't worry. Everyone else is going to remember it. <laughs> and then it Dude. cuts to uh, Gundam style. So. Yeah. And then and then it ended with, uh, and then it went back to Mama. To, right, song for Mama. Yeah, yeah. went back to the, the voice of Mama's song. So, Dude, yeah. yeah. It was really fun. Yeah, that was that was awesome, and uh, I, I I can't imagine like and now to think about it, I was like I don't know how you found time to practice with your mom since you, you guys aren't in, in the same city. Like, did you guys like do this like the night before or something? Or well, believe it or not, we that was the first time we danced together to that. Hey, what? So <laughs> on the spot, <laughs> holy shit! So basically, dude. <laughs> so basically, my mom said, "Okay, come up with the choreography, send me a video of what you want me to do, and I'll just study it." And I said, oh, okay, wow. sure. So we, mm-hmm. so we do that, I send it to her. And then I come a week before the wedding, and we're, you know, taking care of details. And I ask my mom, hey, do you want to practice this? And she's like, no, 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 I got this. Don't worry. I got this. No big deal. <laughs> and so I said, okay, that's no problem. I got lots of other things to do. <laughs> oh, that man. was that... the first time. Yeah. Dude, Boy, that's, that's... she did not disappoint. Yeah, yeah, your mom's awesome. That, that's awesome that she, like it took it like really seriously and like, you know, I, I, I remember what was it? I, I was showing my mom cause, cause originally during our wedding, we were thinking about teaching the wobble, the line dance, the wobble. Oh, yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. So I like, eventually we, we, we did it and we, we just kind of, you know, organically taught it on the dance floor. But, um, I remember I showed my mom the video of like, you know, the people teaching the wobble and it's like, you know, it's all like African-Americans, right? <laughs> And my mom's like, like we're gonna we're gonna dance to this. So she, I think she kind of just gave up. Like halfway through, it was like it's too complicated. Um, so that's awesome that your your mom uh, like learned all the dances and it, it was it was like a three minute thing, right? It was it was a long. Thing. Uh, it was probably like two minutes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was it was impressive. Um, very very different than uh, Eric's uh, Eric's mother mother son dance, which was the second time I had to choke back tears on on Eric's oh, <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, we actually got that of you on film. I forget who was filming, but um, <laughs> like we saw the moment where you kind of had to like dab your eyes and Michelle like pat you on the shoulders. Yeah. Funny. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Well, well, don't don't post that video. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, I don't I don't know how you held it together because like your mom was like your mom was going all out and I was like holy shit, Eric. And then I remember like you, you're you're like kind of patting her like and you're like you're, like yeah. Like, oh, well, man. you know, I was just yeah. She's had a you know she's had a challenging year, so I just thought it'd be kind of you know just comfort her a bit and just kind of let her know that you know Faustine is cool. She'll take care of me. You don't got to worry about me. We'll take care of you. It's that kind of thing. Yeah, it was pretty. Uh, it was definitely like way more emotional than I I thought it would be. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was it was a really Touching. good moment. Yeah, both of you guys had great moments uh, with your mothers. Um, all right, so now on to the uh, the topic that I'm sure a lot of people want to hear about: the biggest what the fuck moment on your uh, on your wedding day or your wedding weekend. And and, and I'll start. I I think. Overall, everything went generally pretty smoothly, other than, you know, Thursday night we had the welcome cocktail hour, and I drank too much, and I puked on myself uh, that <laughs> night, which is, which is a great start, a great start to the weekend. Um, but, like, the like the, only two things really stuck out for me from that weekend, and one of them was 
uh, Friday night was our rehearsal dinner, and and both of you guys were there, right? It was uh, it was you know mostly for family, but also the wedding party, and we had it at a um, at a place called Cutter's Crab House. Which is, you know, a, a pretty well, uh, a reputable seafood restaurant. We rented out one of the rooms and kind of had a buffet style dinner. And, um, I, I never promised this to my dad, but somewhere in there, my dad was under the impression that we were serving like snow crab legs or, or like king crab legs or something. And when the food was laid out and, and uh, granted, you know, for, for how much it costed, I was a little surprised that they only ended up with like three main course options and kind of like two apps and like a salad or something. But when the, when the food came out, like, my dad got super pissed that there was no crab because I think he had told oh, all his he told all his brothers and sisters that there was like oh yeah like you know th- th- you know this is the first round of food you know don't, don't you know don't eat too much don't eat too much of the beef don't eat too much of the chicken don't eat too much shrimp because <laughs> the crab legs are coming out next so save room and then like an hour goes by and my dad's like what the fuck are the crab legs <laughs> I'm like dude dad I I never promised you crab legs like this is what you get and then. And then there's also like the fiasco of like you know the shrimp and the pasta because the fucking restaurant like for some reason that like they when they served the pasta they they had all pasta on the bottom and just sprinkled shrimp on top so like I don't know if you guys noticed this but like so the the first people in line just kind of like took some of the shrimp took some of the pasta and then by the time like the fifth person got to it, there was no more shrimp left because the, you know they like the shrimp wasn't mixed inside the pasta. So that was like another thing that my dad like flipped out about. He's like, "Why is there so, you know, why is there not enough shrimp?" And so it, it was that was like the like lucky for me. That was the only thing that I had to deal with throughout the weekend um, in terms of like family like stress outs. Um, and then the last thing was the freak out over the gift box because I had poorly planned like you know who was who's going to be covering the gift box, and there there was kind of a moment in time where like. It it might it like I think somebody from the wedding venue had actually set out our gift box, and you know I think people had started throwing stuff in there, and it, I think the gift box was actually unguarded for a couple minutes, and um, you know fast forward to like a couple days later when we were going through, um, we 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 found out that like tables of people had not like there, we didn't have cards from like specific tables of people. And we were like, holy shit, like, did, you know, did things get swiped? Did, you know, did, 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 did things get misplaced? You know, we, we had like a huge, huge freak out about like, you know, did, did, you know, all this money or all these gifts gets, get taken. Um, you know, l- luckily after, you know, many conversations with people and following up, it seems like, you know, they, they, they were just hadn't gotten us anything that day, which, which is fine. Um, but I think just going through that stress and needing to have like these kind of uncomfortable conversations with people, you know, really could have been avoided if, you know, I had planned a like planned one person to, you know, carry the gift box around with them all day and watch it. Like I, I think there's a lot of value in like having one person or like two people like hold on to it to the whole day. So um would have avoided a lot. But once again it's it's small like small what the fuck moments that I like honestly didn't really ruin the day for me um i i I don't know what you guys think tan i i I wasn't there for unfortunately i had to leave during the uh during the reception but uh it seemed like your day went pretty smooth i think yeah i mean it speaks to like how much detail is going into wedding planning and how we will never be able to cover everything uh with that and 
uh, you know, overall, my reception went out, went very, very well. Uh, I never thought about having someone guard the uh, gift box because in my mind, oh, my gosh, like I'm so naive. How could anyone possibly think about swiping a gift card? And uh, luckily, my dad actually uh, uh, assigned one of my aunties to do that. And I probably felt that she was more stressed about that job than, uh, than anyone else. And I could imagine, you know, like the moment like, you know we had to like make some sort of like change or there was like, I, I received like a red envelope. Uh, you know, my aunt was like so nervous that like this would get like lost. Cause you know, of course there had to be like drinking involved and things like that. I would say that the only thing I freaked out on and again, ultimately it's very small was the fact that we were supposed to start at seven o'clock. And I think we started at seven fifteen or you know, something, something nonsense like that. And you know, I I was obsessing over the itinerary uh, starting from Friday through through Sunday, and everything was going smoothly. And even up until the or at six o'clock, even up until six o'clock, everything everyone was set. And for some reason, we just didn't start on time. And I remember feeling inside. I was like, Oh my god, what is like, what is going on? And yeah. I, I didn't officially like uh, calm down until probably after our dances our choreographed dances and then everything was fun yeah i i think i, I you didn't look like you were stressed and I, I remember just kind of seeing you i mean you were taking a lot of photos so um and, and i think part of the, the delay might have been because you guys had this awesome like photo booth setup where everybody got like a, a professional photo with you or anybody who wanted to could get like a professional photo with you so um i think people were lining up for that and that that might have taken a little bit longer than you know, you had thought, but, and for that to be your only, like, yeah, holy I mean, shit moment on a, on a very, very long day, I think, I think you did pretty well. So. Yeah, I mean, so, <laughs> nothing to complain, I, I completely agree. Yeah. How, how about you, Eric? I know. Well, I mean, um, you know, overall it was good. I mean, a couple of things started a bit later uh, than we thought they would, but I mean, it wasn't anything major. Um I think really our biggest panic moment was um, uh, the person we've lovingly termed the iPad uncle, who was uh, recording basically everything throughout the day uh, with an iPad. Um, and this included uh, the ceremony <laughs> where he was actually walking around like behind uh, the <laughs> wedding party and the pastor. And like, yeah, he was like, like, you know, we're in the middle of a ceremony and it's like out of the corner of our eye, we just like see him. We're like, what the fuck is he doing? You know, like <laughs> we're like really scared that he was uh, going to be in the like the professional photos and kind of screw it up or kind of get in their way. Um, <laughs> you know, luckily that turned out. I mean, I don't know how the videos turned out yet, but uh, luckily for the photos that, you know, she was pretty good at kind of like only posting shots that kind of like didn't include him. <laughs> so, um, uh, uh, and you know, even a couple of artful shots where he is included. So I think, uh, you know, looking back on it, it's kind of like a funny little quirk, uh, from the wedding, but definitely during the day of, we were just like, dude, get out of here. You know, <laughs> like, what are you doing? Um, and the funniest part is that we found out later, like after talking with Faustina's parents that, that was um, one of Faustina's mother's, uh, one of her friends' husband. And she, Faustina's mom had actually asked him 
to get some footage from the day. And I guess this dude took it to be his like, number one mission to record the entire day with that iPad. So, so like, uh, I think he, he was just maybe being a little overzealous with uh, what he was uh, asked to do. But, uh, you know, other than that, uh, you know, a couple of little delays here and there. Everything else was it was good, man. It was a, it was a very fun day. Um, and I, I enjoyed it, like, way more than I thought it would. I thought it would just kind of be like, uh, you know, this is for Faustina. You know, this is her day, what she wants. But I had a blast. Yeah. 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 Hey, you you should check iPad Uncle's uh, video, man. I mean, maybe you should should compare that side by side with the videographers. Maybe he he got a better video (laughs) than He he was in prime prime real estate during that whole thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, one of our friends who was photog- uh, uh, taking pictures for us during the, during the tea ceremony, he's like, you know, I got to give it to that guy. He was always where I wanted to be, so he definitely <laughs> knows what he's doing, uh, when it comes to taking photos and video. I was like, all right, <laughs> yeah, maybe iPad uncles should yeah. start a business. I think. Uh... <laughs> right. I, I, on the point of you having fun, I, I got to say, like your you know your wedding eric was one of the few weddings that i've been to where i i feel like you guys really enjoyed yourselves like every minute of that day like mm-hmm. it, you know there was like a high, high level of energy you guys were really happy to be there and like there wasn't like a single moment where you like you even looked like that you you were like you wanted the day to be over right i mean i i feel like definitely on my day i was like i hit i hit a wall at like Maybe like eight, eight o'clock, nine o'clock or something. Okay. I was like, oh man, I'm so tired. Like, I, I just need to be over. But I think you guys like really kept up with the energy and, uh, yeah, you, like, like both of you really, really enjoyed being there that day. I think and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was a see. blast. Yeah. It yeah. was a blast and, for sure. Yeah. Uh, so on, on that note, best memory from your wedding day, um, or your proudest touch on the wedding? We'll start with you, Tan. Uh, I still take the bookmarks. I, l- I like it a lot, uh, though. As I tell people up in NorCal, oh, how was the wedding? I find that I'm more likely to talk about like the dances. So the combination yeah. of the choreographed dance with the bookmarks was probably my favorite mm-hmm. touch. Yeah, yeah. That, that's when, when I think about your wedding. I'm like, oh man, that, that dance that you and your mom did, epic. How about you, Eric? Um, I mean, it was just definitely seeing, uh, different groups of friends, family, just, you know, people that, you know, I either see every week or haven't seen in years, um, all gathered together. Uh, you know, it was just like, it kind of hit me when we, uh, even very early in the morning when I just got out to Faustina's, uh, house for the, the tea ceremony part and just kind of seeing everybody gathered. That was, uh, it was really cool. Uh, very moving. And, um, also our custom French bulldog cake topper. Uh, I was sad that we didn't get the pin spot lighting just because uh, we really wanted to showcase that because it was uh, yeah. super awesome. So, mm-hmm. yeah. No, wait, did you guys did you guys make it yourself or do you guys? Uh... No, um, we commissioned a gal on Etsy who does these like little sculptures, and uh, we got uh, a French bulldog uh, groom and wife. <laughs> and uh groom and bride and uh we kind of dressed them up in our colors and uh yeah it was it was super cool we were, we were sad we couldn't uh, show that off more with the uh the, the lighting but still cool it's it's on our uh in our entryway right now <laughs> nice nice and i gotta say that the mint uh the mint color was awesome i think it's uh it was, it was a great uh great touch on your wedding 
Um, yeah, I think kind of what you were talking about, Eric, how it, it's cool to see everybody from your different walks of life. Um, M- Michelle actually said this to me uh, a couple days after the wedding. Like, it, it's so cool to to look back at photos and be able to recognize like every single person in that photo, right? You'd be like, oh, you know, like that's uh, you know. Over there is, you know, my friend from my Ohio State days, and you know, this is my friend from my high school days, and this is my friend from my work. Like, everyone's in the same room, right? And and for me to have lived in, you know, so many different places, uh, you know, like, you know, Tan, you know, you're from my New York days, but you're in the Bay Area now, and you're from L.A. Like, you know, Eric, you're from my Vegas days, and, um, you know, I got friends in Seattle now, but, like, everybody, you know – everybody's in the same room you know everybody kind of knows each other now and you know my 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 three friends you know uh chi tan and Z-Way, all from different cities are doing like a lip sync like battle together <laughs> like, like it, it, it's just so cool to like see like you know people that you recognize from your different walks of life all in the same room it's like you know, for me, I equate it to like your own Avengers episode, right? Because you know what makes the Avengers so cool is that you know these are all stars of their own films that you know you get to see on screen all together. Well, you know, you you water that down to your own personal life. Man, it's it's so awesome to have um, you know everybody in the same room, and it, it's just unfortunate that uh, you know you like on the one day that you get that to happen, like you have to worry about so many other things, right? Like it, it couldn't just be like a day in the park or like at a bar or something where you, you can kind of chill and go around and, and catch you know, up, talk yeah. to everybody. Yeah. It's, that's one of the unfortunate things. And it's probably, you know, un- unfortunately not ever going to happen again. Um, the, the other thing that I'm pretty proud about that I, I think Michelle was really against uh, was the groomsmen running out to uh, the NBA on NBC theme. <laughs> like I, I, I've told I've told people about it, and obviously all the like the women are like, "What the hell is that?" But I, you know, all the guys are like, you know, basketball fans from the '90s are like, "Dude, that is like, you know, that is like a dream come true." Like you know, either coming out to that or uh, or maybe the you know Chicago Bulls theme. One other thing that I, I I was considering doing was actually walking out to the Huang Fei Hong song. The da na da na 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 like that would have been awesome, but it would it would have been a little too slow. Like so we decided to do the uh the basketball intro. But uh yeah, I I, I I was pretty proud about that. I, I don't think I've seen any video from it yet, but uh hopefully that came out well. Um but all right, so we'll uh, we'll wrap this up with just final words of advice. Um, you know, we've uh, we've been through the day. We've uh, had a, at least a week to to digest uh, digest the events of our uh, our big days. Uh, I'll start with you, Tan, since you're the uh, most recently married. What's uh, what's fresh in your mind? So I would say that a lot of the wedding planning itself was a uh, a big mixture of like compromises between my family and Helen and Helen's family, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that ultimately it's kind of a nice little, you know, reflective symbolism of how, Oh, we're all, you know, we're all one family now. And, and I really enjoy it. And I really do not regret going through all the uh, heartache and uh, difficult conversations that we had to have through this entire time. Uh, but probably one of the biggest, uh, words of advice uh actually came from uh jeff your friend emil and he said at your wedding uh one month before mine uh was that not to sweat the details on the day of the uh big day 
because no one's going to notice the details. The only person who would know the details is the bride and groom. Uh, everyone else goes, oh, it's very lovely. And I, I kept that to heart. I, I told myself that detail and that advice throughout the entire day of. And it worked out pretty well. And I was able to enjoy myself a little bit because of that. Very true. How about you, Eric? Um, you know, I think, you know, leading up to all this, like, I just got so tired of the planning and, you know, whenever people would ask me, like, you have any advice, I would have tell them, I would tell them to elope because it's just so much work, not fun at all, blah, blah, blah. But then honestly, like, the day after, you know, experiencing the day and seeing not only how, um, happy Faustina was but how happy I was with everything and seeing all of the planning and um, all of the logistical things that you meticulously thought out beforehand come together um, and seeing people enjoy themselves uh, it's just fun man so I think uh, you know you get out what you put in uh, definitely um, don't sweat the effort uh, and you know you'll, you'll definitely reap the rewards in the end uh, great time yeah yeah, and actually, I, that, that's a good point. It, the, the wedding really is something that you get out what you put in. It's um, you know, there, there's there's certain weddings I've been to where people are just you know kind of go through the motions, and in the end, like guests guests can tell right that when you when you yourself really don't want to have this wedding and you haven't put a lot of thought into showing like how much. Uh, you know how much this day means to you then then i, I think that en- energy kind of rubs off onto the guests as well and you know people are, are just kind of blah about the wedding I, I think both of you guys you could definitely tell a lot of effort went into the wedding and you guys really enjoyed yourself as far as my advice goes i would say that as much of the day is about you and and your spouse um the day is also about people there too right i mean these are the most special people of your life and they've taken the time and some have even spent the money to travel to be there with you or to be there for you so if spending quality time with the people there is important then i would say be mindful in ways to maximize the maximize the time that you have um, whether it's planning supplemental events or cutting down time on the superfluous formalities uh, or as you said, Tan, you know, not not sweating the details. I mean, you know, my only regret is that I let some of these details weigh on my mind when instead I could have fully enjoyed every conversation and and every moment that uh, that happened that day. Um, but hey, it can't uh, it can't all go perfect. Well, you know, it's perfect because you and Michelle were there. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Dan. Thank you. Anyway, I want I want to thank you, gentlemen, for uh, being on the show and you know all the all the support you've uh, given me over the over the years and all your help uh, leading up to the big day. It's uh, it's our pleasure, uh, man. Yeah, thank you for having us uh, here and helping us reflect on our our wedding days. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, uh, may, maybe we'll uh, we'll have a wives episode someday too, to, and, and they'll, they can bash us and be like, yeah, lazy ass husbands and all that. All right. Well, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, this is uh, this is Emil Wang on the phone. I have my very good buddies Tan Nguyen and Eric Swen. This is the Wang Bang Podcast. Keep on banging. And I said, I'm gonna be your forever.